Welcome to the radio ministry here at First Baptist Church of Jackson, Georgia. This is Pastor Keith Joseph welcoming you to our Sunday afternoon broadcast right here on this wonderful radio station. I trust the Lord is walking with you. I pray that His blessings are in your life. Well, on this Sunday afternoon, I want to continue with you uh, in a, a series of messages entitled Principles of Hope. We live in a day of deep darkness and divide and discouragement. I was reading a, a few weeks ago an article uh, from, from one of our California counties in the state of California, and it was, it was so discouraging as uh, the EPA had to relax their requirements on the, on the, the local crematory. As, as the numbers of people that had died from COVID-19 and other, other death-related things were so high that there was no more room to store the bodies awaiting cremation. And so they allowed the, uh, the crematory to be able to, to up their output with the, with, in the air so that they could catch up. Now, if you are hearing that and you're living through that, it would be easy that if your hope was in the things of this world to become extremely discouraged. But dear friend, you and I do not live based upon this world. We live, we find our hope in the Lord Jesus. The Apostle Peter said it best in, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6. He said this, cast all your care upon the Lord, for he cares for you. In verse 7 he said this, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, so that in due time he would lift you up. The entire book of 1 Peter is so encouraging as it gives us not only hope in Jesus, but because we are in Jesus, there are principles of hope. There are no less than 14 principles of hope that we find in the book of 1 Peter. In, in two previous programs, I've given you uh, the first two principles. The, the first one that I gave you was this, consider your life as being filled with God-sized opportunities of faith. It was, it was Peter who wrote in verse 1, he wrote to the elect exiles who had been chosen for a difficult time. You see, we live in a day which is a perfect day because it's the day that God ordained for us to be in. As a Christian, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says that our victory is in Jesus Christ. How does that victory come? 1 John 5 and 4 says it is by our faith in Christ. So this is a day, principle one, consider your life as being filled with God-sized opportunities. Principle number two is this, as a Christian, live every day by faith and not by sight. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-9, through 9, Peter reminds us because of salvation, we can live by faith because of what God has already done, because of what God is doing now, and because of what God is going to do in the future. Today, we come to principle number 3, and here is the principle I want to give this to you. Condition your mind to think biblically about everything. Condition your mind to think biblically about everything. Paul, as, or excuse me, Peter, as he wraps up this first section of 1 Peter, writes about what some would say is kind of a strange twist, but, but it'll come clear. Let me read the text for our, our radio program this afternoon. Here's what it says, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. Concerning the salvation, the prophets who were prophesying about the grace that was to be yours 
searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. In the things that have been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things even which angels desired to look into. You might say, now, what kind of passage of Scripture is this? Again, I remind you that Paul is giving principles of hope and in particular of the salvation we have in Christ. You see, the, and here it is, Paul is, or excuse me, Peter is saying that the salvation we have in Christ was predicted first by the prophets. You see, the, the Bible is made up of both of the New and the Old Testament. There are over 40 authors in a period of almost 1,400 years that wrote the Bible under the anointing of the Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ in them. As they wrote, they had the same theme, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, either His first coming, or His being on the earth, or His coming again. And what, what Peter is saying to us is that we should rejoice that, that we have this gospel, this thing called the Bible. Friend, I want to say this to you today. The Bible is so important to your encouragement. My dad used to put it like this, a dusty Bible leads to a dusty life. Someone else said this, a neglected Bible leads to a neglectful life. What do we neglect? The truth that God puts before us. Now, I know we're living in a day where that the world is trying to redefine the Bible. One scholar from Harvard University put it this way. He said this, the Bible is outdated. He says this, that anybody today that believes the Bible believes things from the past. He says this, the, the Bible condemns lifestyles of sexual orientation. It prioritizes scattered passages of ancient texts over what's been learned since then. Surely, folks, you know that because of the advances in society and the advances of science and knowledge, that sure, certainly we know more than those who wrote the Bible. Well, friend, that would be true if it, those who wrote the Bible were actually the authors of the Bible. They were, according to Scripture, simply the, those that wrote down what God said. The, the man went on to say, the professor at Harvard University, discard the Bible. It no longer makes sense of our world or of our existence, end quote. Friend, I want to tell you this today. I have just the opposite view. I have come to a settled conviction that the Bible is God's Word. And I have come to a settled conviction that I believe the Bible is sufficient for all things pertaining to this life and to the life to come. And because of that, I have hope in my life because I have conditioned my mind to think biblically about everything. Now think about this with me for just a moment. You as a believer have been called by God to, to condition yourself. How do you condition yourself to see everything through the lens of the Bible? Here's how. We should do as the prophets did. The Bible said that when God gave them the prophecy of the coming of Jesus, that, they, that, that God was not specific about the exact moment and about every detail. But they, they wanted to know more. 
For example, in Daniel chapter 9, when Daniel was given that great prophecy of the coming of the Lord and, and when it would be, there were things that Daniel did not know and, and God told him not to write about them. But Daniel wanted to know. And friend, we live in a time, do we not, which that we are desperate for answers. What should the church do? Should the church stay closed? Should the church meet with social distancing? Should it, should it not? Should the, should the church give in to changing their biblical beliefs to a new day? Or should we ask the, the world to continue to hold and believe what God says? We are faced with many choices. Is, is homosexuality okay now? Is transgendered life okay now? It, are we to, to believe that as long as uh, two people get married, it, that it, it's okay if, if they're of the same sex? What does the Bible have to say? Is abortion correct? Friend, I tell you that all of these things are issues of our day, and where you stand determines how you live your life. And if you do not look biblically, if, you cannot, if you're not conditioned to think biblically, here's what will happen. This is what our, our elections are revealing. Our elections are revealing that most of us have a political ideology instead of a biblical theology. God wants us to see everything correctly through the lens of Scripture. So the Bible says they searched. Literally, literally they made a careful investigation to find the answer. Can I plead with you this afternoon that you can find hope if you'll look into God's Word? If you will search the Bible, if you want to know more about God and how to live your life, make, according to the Scripture, a careful search. That's why in verse 13, Paul, or excuse me, again, writing Peter's, Peter says, he says this, that prepare your minds for action. You see, many generations have not prepared themselves. Many churches have gone and they've had wonderful song services and, and a lot of illustrations and a, a lot of stories and a lot of emotion and a lot of fun and games and activities and they all have their place. But the Bible says, if the foundations be eroded, what will the righteous do? And the foundations have been eroded. Many places today no longer have time to study and proclaim God's Word. They're always saying things like this, I know the Bible says, but. Or they're saying, I received a word from God. Friend, I have received a word from God. It is His Word. God has not given me new revelation. God has given me revelation of what is true, and that is in His Word. In 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 19, the Bible says we have this prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. The Bible says they searched, and the Bible says they inquired. Why? Because they wanted to set their mind on the right things. And I want to say this to you today. When someone approaches you and says that their transgender belief is simply a sexual revolution, you and I should respond like this because we've set our minds on the right things and we've prepared ourselves and are sober. We would say this. There was another person who, who wanted a revolution. His name was Adam. And he rebelled against God. It was not a revolution. It was a rebellion against God. And I want to say this today, no matter what it is, if it is in disagreement with the Bible, it is in disagreement with the God of the Bible. 
So what some would say is a revolution or a revelation or a new day, all of that falls in the category of disobedience to God. And dear friend, God will punish all disobedience. So what is our job in the church today? Our job is to have hope. We have hope because this time is not a time to run. We are filled with God-sized opportunities. This is not a day to look at things and put our head in the sand and close the doors and, and say, I just want to get by, leave me alone, let me live in Sleepy Jackson. No, we're to live every day by faith and not by sight. And you say, well, how can we do this? Well, it's simple. Condition yourself your mind to think biblically about everything. you got to want to know God's Word. And all you have to do when you want to know is to get into God's Word, submit to the Holy Spirit, reject the voices that are not in God's Word. There's preachers you need to turn off. There's programs that you need to turn off. There's viewpoints that you need to turn off. If I listen to this, I test everything against God's Word. And I challenge you, my friend, to do the same. And lastly, let me say this to you today. You need to take part, an active part, in a Bible-believing and Bible-preaching church. Yes, Bible-believing, Bible-practicing, and Bible-preaching church. When you find a church like that and join yourself to it, let me tell you, you are about to make a difference in the world because God is going to change things. Now, I invite you to check us out at jacksonfbc.com. And lastly, I would say this to you. We love you, and God loves you too.